Hey guys, welcome to Small Talk Podcast. This is episode two. I'm excited for my panel guests. Everybody introduce themselves. Hey y'all, I'm Colleen at Queen Lean. I'm Liv, lovely Livy. <laughs> Kadeem, aka Demi. Okay, a favorite over there, Demi. I don't know what they're talking about. He, he's holding it down for the male perspectives today. So mm-hmm. thank you. This is actually my reoccurring panel, so I'm very excited about that. Um, thank you for all the positive feedback I got from the first episode. Demi was definitely a favorite. I will say that. <laughs> he earned himself a spot on the, on the, on the panel. Guess. <laughs> okay. Okay, so how is everybody feeling? Feeling good. Good. Feeling good. You feeling good? Feeling good. Shot got me feeling nice. Oh, the shot. Did a little shot of clock. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little shot of clock. Yes, yes. Okay, so I know um, one of the things I did want to talk about, I feel like it's been like a lot of like like negative vibes and like mental health and all these like crazy stuff happening. One of the things I know that um, I did want to introduce to the podcast, a new like segment was like timeline talks. And it's kind of like when we cover what's on the timeline, what's current, what everyone's talking about. Um, you know, mental health is clearly something that's um, popular right now. And um, I know, like, the Jeffrey Dahmer series and all of that stuff. Did any of you guys watch it? Mm-mm. No, I'm not into the murder stories. Oh, I just, my God. I didn't watch it either. I'm just not into None the None of mur- you guys watched it? I did see stuff on the timeline about it, though. I did see a particular community in a little bit of an uproar, but... Yeah. I don't watch it. You watched it? I, I did watch it, but I'm like a horror junkie. Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm yeah, a horror movie. I love movie. horror, too. You do? But, uh, yeah, I love horror, but I wasn't... You know what? I... When people talk about things too much, I'd be like, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm, I can be like yeah. that too sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, but I don't watch that much TV. But let's, <laughs> let's get. What about the, you, Demi? Me, I haven't seen it. I don't plan on watching it. Um, Has anyone seen snippets? Nah, I've, okay. I've seen it on my timeline, but yeah, I like. Same. I guess he like was attracted to like he used to lure in black black men or black kids or something mm-hmm. like that. When um, I kids, it was all, yeah. but I think. The like black communities, yeah, and he right. take them, take yeah. them home, and like mm-hmm. get them vulnerable and whatnot, and then eat them or some shit. Like <laughs> yeah, that. I yeah, something crazy like that. That was yeah. enough for me to not turn that on. So, so you know, it's been getting a lot of backlash because of that, right? So, social media, I know it's been like a lot of like uproar about. Um, I don't know if you saw like boozy, like oh, we need to boycott it because the black community shouldn't be watching because he's luring in black mm-hmm. men and killing them. But I actually watched it, and I'm a horror movie junkie, so I like like true crime yeah. it doesn't like gross okay. me out or anything mm-hmm. but um if you watch it i personally don't feel like he was targeting black men that's my opinion right he wasn't. he wasn't but a lot of the races that yeah like them. he killed white men he killed asians you know oh. he was gay he was really <laughs> yeah so but i think a lot of people are putting it like oh he was just killing black men and he's targeting the black community was the majority black men yes then i can see but Here's why I feel like that, right? So he wasn't that smart, right? He was like underprivileged white guy. He was okay. that, that where he lived at was like predominantly a black neighborhood because okay. he couldn't afford to live anywhere else. Okay. So if I'm around a bunch of, if I'm living in an area, likely, that's why they were the victims, right? I don't, I don't think he was personally like targeting black men. That's my opinion, though. I don't he did. Know. He honestly, did. I, so I didn't watch the series, but I did read his story. That mm-hmm. was I like to. Right, because it's a real story. Right, it's a real story. Yeah. Um, They said that all of his victims had the same physical characteristics, like like body type. Which was Um, fat. Like certain, like their chest protrude a certain way. Like they didn't like like breasts, but like like a man's chest. Yeah. Like Mm. 
The pectoral like, muscles. Was it like were they muscular? Were they built? No, they were like on the slim. Okay, his bird chest is what he was. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a very strange he had criteria. A body type. He can't do that. Nobody like me. He, he had a body type. <laughs> no, no. But, but, he was, but he was. <laughs> why yeah, did anyone look, did anyone look like look like Demi? <laughs> no, but you know what yeah, it was. No, no, no. But but you know he was targeting men that weren't gay either. The guy that actually got him caught wasn't gay. That's scary. But I was just like, how did you get him in, in your house? I but, bet you, you know, none of them was over six feet or 200. <laughs> no, no and it was also in Wisconsin. Exactly. It wasn't, right? Wisconsin? Wisconsin? It was It was not in New York. I know that. No. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was no. definitely okay. not in how New York. How long ago was this, do you know? In the 80s. 80s. Oh, wow. It was so I just feel like, I don't feel like it was like a race thing. That's just my opinion. And I feel like a lot of the backlash was, mm-hmm. it was race. It was about targeting black men. That's my I know. Opinion. I know for me, I don't. I don't like watching shit like that, man. Mm-hmm. Like I still haven't, um, what's it called? I still haven't watched When They See Us mm-hmm. with the yeah. with the um Central Park Five. Yeah, I haven't seen no, it. I haven't. So I have watched it, and I could understand why people haven't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like watching stuff like that because I just feel like it just it just bring put you in a somber mood mm-hmm. and you just bring your your vibe and your energy down. It's the same thing with like slave movies. Yeah, like I know my history and and what we went through and stuff like that, but I don't. I think the last slave movie I watched was probably 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it just puts you in an uncomfortable position and you just be like, man, I don't, I don't need that bad energy, bad vibe, yeah. you know? I think that I agree with you. As a black man, I respect it. Yeah, especially right? as a black man. As a black man, man I, I can respect that. that. But I think it's important to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's white men and white people that have no idea what that is like. So mm-hmm. I watch When They See Us and... From my experience, like I literally had, I know for the last episode when they covered like Corey's story, I literally couldn't watch. I had to pause, and that never happens to me watching something. I watch horror all day, like I watch true crime. I was like in tears, like I had to pause it, like I can't watch this. Like I had to take breaks every fifteen minutes. But I do think it's important to have these so that other people, other that don't have the same experiences mm-hmm. as black men or black people, so they can you know see from that view. And that's and that's the thing. It's true stories. It's just like the um. The George Floyd situation. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't. If once you see that video, you don't need to see that more than once because mm-hmm. it's just going. It's going to give you heartbreak. You're going to be like, "Yo, I can't believe this shit." So yeah. I don't. I try to stay away from shit like that. Yeah, speaking for me. Yeah, you no, know? not in the but, same way. It's definitely traumatizing. I don't like to re-traumatize myself. Yeah, and then it's like, and I feel in an environment with predominantly white. Yeah, it makes it. It does make it even more difficult. It puts me in a very angry, temporary angry state. Like, I just don't want to talk to nobody. Uh. And it's just like, you just get mad. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I just get mad all over again <laughs> for my ancestors. Like, nah, I'm not going to talk to you today because I'm upset about what happened. So it's like, I try not to. And I feel like when they film these shows, they don't think about the victims' families, too. Okay. I can you see what I'm that. saying? It's just like, yo, we say that. That was in the 80s, right? Yeah. It's like 30 years, almost 40 years later. It's just like, yo. Imagine how that person's family feel when the shit is brought up back to light. You just like, right? Yeah, just reopening a wound. You, yeah. I, I saw people um, saying that I think some families were like a little like annoyed mm-hmm. or upset, you know, upset about that. And I always think that way too. Unless I feel like unless they're in a position to wanting to bring some type of awareness to it, mm-hmm. like you have to have some type of respect to kind of like lay off mm-hmm. of something. And if you're doing that, you better pay them victims' families some that of the, some of the bread you're making off of it. I, I do agree with that, right? To a certain extent also, right? But to play devil's advocate, for instance, right? Like, I know Little Boosie was kind of saying similar to what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. He was, like, so upset. He's like, we need to boycott because they're not paying the victims' families or whatever. But then I feel like also let's think about our own community, right? And 
how we have like rap music or drill, which I'm a fan of drill music. I'm from the Bronx. Shout out to the Bronx. Um, <laughs> but you know, like drill music and rap music and all the stuff like kind of glorifying violence mm-hmm. and um, gang activity. And it's like I'm making this is just to play devil's advocate, right? I'm making a song. I'm rapping about rock the music glorifies violence too. Right, rock music. All right, so perfect example I'm though, right? I'm gonna kill my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. You know, when you're rapping, let, let, you're right, right. <laughs> that was a good point. Analyzes. <laughs> but, um, no, you know, do we, we don't, those families are not getting paid when you're rapping about, um, oh, like, you know, I shot up this person or, my, you know, my block did this or whatever the case may be. And you're glorifying um, killing the op. You know, this is play devil's advocate. So, you know, do we boycott that music? Is that why they're trying to shut down, like, drill music or whatever the case may be? You know, like... It's just a different perspective to think about, you know. Yeah, I can see that. But are we, are we but gonna talk personalize, about? personally capitalizing off of getting their op back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like that's personal. That involves you. <laughs> I'm not True. thinking about somebody else's app and trying to capitalize on it. Like these are people mm. putting together a documentary, capitalizing off of someone else's demise. Yeah. Now, if they were one of the victims, if one of the victims executive produced this, cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm the one. You know, Bobby Smarter like said, right. I said, I'm sorry, I'm shooting at Jimmy. One day, right? Shooting yeah. at Jimmy. He was shooting at Jimmy. So he's involved. Yeah. He can make money off the line. Like, mm-hmm. you the one, you know, doing, That's a doing good what point. you got to do. A so good it's point. like, I feel like there's some level of ownership to it that I feel like is missing when it comes to these Netflix documentaries. Um, yeah. It's just like for rap shit. Like, I was super happy to see that the City Girls were executive producers. Oh, I didn't know that. Because it's like, yeah, this is clearly clearly loosely or closely based on them. So I was like kind of skeptical watching it. But then once I saw it, I was, I felt more comfortable. So I'm like, come on now. Yeah. Clearly Young Miami. But it's just like, you know, so it definitely gives me a more comfortable, like thought process watching it because it's supporting it because it's like, okay, yeah, because you deserve to get something off of it. So it's like the victims, I feel like they're not getting anything. I can see the uproar being like, eh, I don't even watch it. Read it. It makes sense. Are we going to talk about this maniac? Who? Yeah. Who you think I'm talking about? Yay? Yes. Oh, his name is Kanye. I'm not calling him Yay. His name is Kanye. I'm not calling him Yay. What you what you feel about the what you feel about the Yay situation? You gotta get this off your chest. He be bugging out, man. I'm tired of seeing him, man. Like he be bugging out. I struggle with I struggle with that. I struggle with that. I, I feel like with Yay, time and time again, our community forgives him mm-hmm. and we don't like cancel him per se. Yeah. Um, but from a social worker perspective, I will use mm-hmm. that perspective, right? He's bipolar right. and he's clearly off his meds. <laughs> clearly. That's an excuse though? <laughs> it's not an excuse. Oh, not right. excuse. It's not an excuse. All right. Um, but I feel like, yeah, he needs to be on He's having a manic episode. It's yeah. clear as day. <laughs> his mind is scrambled. It's <laughs> in the blender. It's in the blender. His mind is in the blender right now and it's on high speed. <laughs> <laughs> And I, you know, I empathize with him in that respect, but oh. it's just unfortunate of his platform. I know someone who has that disorder, and I mean, if he had a platform, it'd be crazy. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. you know, not an excuse. Um, <clears throat> I feel like from from a standpoint standpoint of being, you know, someone would not that much influence, all I could do is just not support. Right. Like, you know, that's as far He's, as it goes. People are doing exactly what he just, wants. Right. You know, I just don't I know, participate. I know speaking for me, like I've... I haven't bought his shoes. His, mm-hmm. First of all, his clothes is trash. <laughs> let's stop. Let's stop. Come on. Mm-hmm. Fashion. It's, Fashion. I don't... Just like the Balenciaga <laughs> shit people yeah. be wearing. Come on. 
Wow, because I got them on right no, now. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, 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 no those are the those are nice. You talking about the cloggers, no, right? Those are nice. I'm talking about the ones that look like sketches. I'm talking about the ones that look like sketches. Come on, man. I want to talk about my Opti Me. Be honest. My new Opti No, I agree with you. I agree with you, but it's he's doing what he knows people are going to do, right? The whole white life matter thing. He knows that's going to cause an uproar. That was too much. He know what he be doing, and that's what like that's what be getting me tight. So why feed into it? Mm-hmm. Right, but what Ignore. what what made you upset about seeing that whole white lives matter thing? It's like, out of all the things you could be doing, mm-hmm. you choose to put that on the back of a hoodie and a shirt. Mm-hmm. But why does it bother you? Cause it's like like what Bootsy said. It's like, you know, that was like our thing per yeah. se. You know, and I, I understand like she was making profits off of it, the lady or, or um head of the organization or whatever. But don't take something we was using for us to like empower us and then like. Put it to you just because you're making a fashion statement. You see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, like, right, I, right. I ain't like that at all. I feel like it might be a play on him trying to oddly bring some attention to something that's clearly a fact. Yes, we all know white lives matter, but it's just like to take that approach. I don't appreciate the approach he's taking. Mm-hmm. So for whatever um, method to the madness that he has mm-hmm. in his head right now, I just don't appreciate the approach he's taking. So it's why I've just kind of sat out of like. Mm. Yeah, Casanova made a point though. He said his kids are half white. I saw that. Right? So his kids are half white. And his baby mother is white, right? And it was a lot of like talk about that a black man dating a white woman, right? (laughs) So if I say, if I have white kids and I say white lives matter, this is me playing devil's advocate. What's wrong with that? We know they matter though. They've been mattering. Is that mattering a word? That's the. the, (laughs) I don't even know mattering is a word. I agree. No, I one thousand percent agree with you. Um, I think a lot of people are focusing on that actual movement. That that mm-hmm. I forgot the lady's name, the founder, um, BLM. Um, she was like laundering in money and stuff. But let's yeah. be real. There's a lot of white organizations that oh, do the same fact. thing. Hello, <laughs> hello. So it's like, I, can I really be mad at you? Like, right. I, <laughs> I just, just hate when people try to relate Black Lives Matter to the organization. When I say me too, Black Lives Matter, I'm literally I can talking, separate talking the about two. Yeah, exactly like my life. Matters. Exactly. That is not a political statement, which very much irritates me how it becomes one. Mm-hmm. It's as plain as the three words the three words are Black Lives Matter. And it has nothing to do with any organization, any march. Right. It's just a simple fact of it. So it's just like I disassociate it completely. I don't even know. Me too. I didn't even know the, to be honest with you, I didn't even you know, know about that, the whole yeah, organization I thought that was just for a really while. Our hashtag, whatever. And I just feel like he needs some like on some real shit caring caring about the artist and the person. And a guy that has, that's a black man that has kids, like, mm-hmm. he needs some real solid people around him. Mm-hmm. He needs people to take his fucking phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Don't text that nigga. Can, can, right. Can you imagine? <laughs> he needs medication. Like, like, he's having a manic episode. Like, he's having a manic Can you imagine you text him? You like, yo, I know this nigga about to post my shit on the gram. Yeah. It's like, come on, bro. I think I text him the wild And I think it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I would not text that nigga back, but. Um, you know your shit going on the feed. <laughs> I might have to FaceTime <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, you got to call him. But. I also think that, and it kind of brings me into the next topic, right? Because, you know, Kim Kardashian was his baby mother, his wife, whatever, um, with the whole interracial dating thing. So do you feel like that has some type of impact on, like, his behavior post the relationship falling apart? Him dating a white woman? Because a lot of people feel like if he was with a black woman, none of this would be happening. Probably not. <laughs> oh, he, he would have got checked. Yeah, I think he would have got. I think he would have got rather. 
checked and put in a corner a minute ago. <laughs> a long time ago. To a hospital. Even yeah, that's to crazy. Strap him down. Some people need it. Not <laughs> he's not taking his meds. Either way, um, I'm pretty sure it plays a, a part. But I feel like it was like the falling apart of their relationship. Like we all know, when you're about to lose your other, like you're dying. So <laughs> right? it's just like he's probably just continuously falling apart. And then he's also a person falling apart. Who's bipolar? Like, right. you know, like it's a lot piling on there. Again, not excuses, but I feel like it definitely plays a part. But I think just in the role of the demise of their relationship, like mm-hmm. he's just going through it. So how do you guys feel overall about the whole interracial dating, right? Like black men dating white women, um, black women dating black white men. Like, how do you feel about that overall? Um, the, see, it's, it's, I separate too. So the dating part to me is not that big a deal. I, for me personally though, like I, I'm marrying a black man. Like mm-hmm. I need a black man in my life. I need that person. I need him to be black because there is many, not even just a, a little bit, many experiences that another man of a race, another race could not be able to relate with me. He would not know what spaces I need to be absolutely protected in. Mm-hmm. He just down to the music like I need you to know what's going on and outside of a way of fetishizing the black culture because there's people in interracial um, dating situations where the other person is clearly just fetishizing which is rather annoying in my opinion like yeah you feel like oh I only date Black men, I I I I only listen to hip hop and like I want braids, but I can't have them. You, this is <laughs> a fetish. You're not. Yeah. You don't really love the person because of their personality. You literally love them because they're black, which is also wrong in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, but me, I need a black man. Mm-hmm. Marrying a black man, <laughs> dating, you can have some fun if you want to. <laughs> I would have some fun like in that respects, but as end game, like always going to be a black man for me. What about you, Liv? Mm. So I haven't dated like outside of my race but I am open to it um and it like I feel like I wasn't always that way but definitely now like starting therapy I realized that as a black woman and dating black exclusively black men right um we're not the people that I date I should say right we're not equipped to actually be functioning in relationships and the reason why I say that is because I come from a broken home. A lot of the men I date also come from broken homes, right? Mm. And we don't have an ideal of what to look up to for a healthy relationship. Mm. Um, so as a result, we end up basically being in like these struggle love situationships, right? And it's not like struggle love, like we don't got no money, we ain't got no food. It's just like we don't have the tools to have a healthy relationship. Mm. And mm. um preaching, like, my girl is no, preaching child. No. Now like I'm in therapy, right? To to work on myself, work on my flaws, become a better person, realize like the things that I'm not even conscious to. And unfortunately, the men that I date are not open to doing the same. Like, they're not going to therapy, right? right. They're not open to seeing a therapist. And I'm tired of struggle love. And yes, I have my flaws, but I want to be able to date someone that that I can build a healthy bond with. So I'm open to... And I'm not saying, like, only white men, only Asian men, but, you know... Yeah. I I want want a healthy relationship. And if if it takes me leaving my race to have that, I'm, I'm open to it. I just want to shout you out before we get to Demi, just for taking that step to even do therapy because I know that's something that's not talked about a lot in our culture. So shout out to you for taking that step yeah, forward hey, and breaking the cycle, <laughs> right? Because we constantly talk about this exactly. cycle in our community and like these broken homes we come from and we blame our parents and our trauma and like our upbringing in our neighborhood. But we, what are we doing about it to change it? Exactly. So you taking that step forward, it's very commendable. 
Congratulations, and I'm very proud of you for <laughs> Thank that. Thank you. And for you, new boo, that's, you know, whatever race. <laughs> whatever race. <laughs> whatever race. <laughs> okay. Shout out to him, okay? Um, what about you, Demi? How do you feel about it? <laughs> Interracial dating. I mean... Mm. <laughs> of course, I love my black queen. Yeah, I was about to say on a panel full of black women, just be careful what you say, okay? I love my black queens. That's my mm, preference. Yes. But you know, I the way I grew up is you know you gotta you gotta be with who makes you happy, man, mm-hmm. and who brings you peace. Um, you know, like my family said, long as no matter what they is, they could be Chinese, black, white, whatever. Mm-hmm. As long as they bring you peace and y'all happy, y'all growing with each other, that's all that really matters. Yeah. But my preference is the black woman. Okay. <laughs> you know, we wanted to commend that also. Simple. Simple. <laughs> okay, but you're not opposed to dating any race, which is... Not at all. Okay. Have you dated outside your race before? Never. Okay. okay. What about you, Kali? Have you? Halfway. Okay. okay. They were half Nicaraguan. Okay. They were Mexican. But Spanish people but black. Spanish people, That's yeah. how I look at but it. But that's still interracial dating, though. Yeah. Is it? So So let me tell you my experience, right? Because, and I feel like this is something that's not talked about enough, right? Because I'm black and Hispanic. Mm-hmm. So, no, you know, it's always the conversation of like, you know, black and then white, but nobody talks about like the mixed kids, right? The biracial kids, the black and white kids, the black and Spanish kids, right? So, like my preference is black men. That's my preference. Um, but growing up as a biracial woman, right? Black and, um, black and Hispanic, I did get a lot of heat from the Hispanic culture, yeah. which kind of like made me like, I'm good off Spanish, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, I'm good off them. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm good. And it, it really comes down to, I, I grew up, I'm from the Bronx, which we all know, right? Shout out to the Bronx. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, but I'm from, I'm from Uptown in the Bronx. So for those of you who don't know, that's predominantly Caribbean, Jamaican, black, right? So I didn't grow up like in the South Bronx area that's more Spanish. Mm-hmm. And um, my experience with like the Spanish culture, I, I always, all my experience with racism, 90% of it came from the Spanish community. So it kind of made me build up like this wall where right. it's kind of like, I felt like I ain't fit in. I kind of felt like, hmm, I'm good off them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I'm A lot of them felt like they were better than black people. And I'm like, at the end of the day, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but if we sit in front of the white man, they looking at us all the same, right? <laughs> we're not white. So um, I think that's what kind of reinforced me kind of liking leaning more towards the black community because I felt more accepted. I never experienced really racism like that from the black community, but I always felt conflicted. Mm -hmm. I always felt like I never belonged. My identity, I struggled with my identity because it was kind of like, am I the Spanish girl? Am I the black girl? I'm both, but like, you know, when I would chill with the Spanish kids, they would treat me like the black kid until (laughs) until they would come and see my, like my mother's straight from Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. South Bronx, Valentine Avenue. (laughs) Puerto You know? So they would be like, the Spanish kids would come to my house and they'd be like, yo, your mother, my mother speaks, you know my mother speaks. (laughs) She's straight Boricua, okay? But then my dad is Haitian. So it's like, the Spanish people would treat me mad. South Passe. Straight Maboule, okay? So, um, (laughs) Um, yes, yeah, so I feel like I struggled and that kind of carried over into my dating and my preferences. Mm-hmm. I like, I preferred black men. I felt more comfortable. I felt more protected with the black men, black community right. versus Spanish men. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I don't fit in. I feel like the outcasts, they treated me funny. You right? fit in over here. <laughs> they were shaving me crazy. And it was like, I hated that because I want to be proud of who I am. I want to be right. proud of, you know, I, I come from Puerto Rican roots. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But in that community, I was never accepted. So then it carried over into Dayton, where it's kind of just like, 
I'm good. You know, like, I'm good off y'all. Like, y'all making me feel crazy over here, mm-hmm. you know? So you've See, never dated outside your race? Well, your other half of your race? <laughs> Have you ever dated someone Hispanic? Yeah. No. I have, but like they were like fake Spanish. They were what like from Eden World Projects and shit. Like they were like. What is Spanish? Like what were they? Because fake Spanish sound like Dominican. Dominican fake, fake Spanish to me is kind of like me. Like I feel like I'm fake Spanish. Like You're not fake I'm, Spanish. A, I'm Spanish, but I grew up in a black community, so yeah. that contributed to my personality, right. right? So I'm more so like. I could go to like a Jamaican party and vibe and feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable if I go to a party they playing straight reggae thong and all that. You know, bad but shout out to Bad Bunny because I know like I fuck, with bitch, Bunny. I fuck with him too. But you know, like I just I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel like me, right? I felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Do you think that as an adult, maybe you would be open to dating like an Afro Latino, like someone like you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I'm wondering, you can like, feel more have you seen? Yes. And you guys like can validate each other with y'all experience? Mm. Yes, yes. I feel like I could do that. I don't think I would feel comfortable dating like a straight hick person that's like straight out the heights. <laughs> Wild out. With that one. <laughs> <laughs> that is derogatory. Is that you know? not derogatory? Yes, it is. Absolutely. Uh, you it should is? know that. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> a hick, a hick. I've was... never heard that. A hick. I... No, what's the I don't support that view. I don't, I don't... <laughs> I don't support that okay, view. Okay, well, this is ignorant because we didn't know that that was I don't derogatory. That view. I've, never, I've never heard that. So, so Hick is, I, I, I never knew it was, a, that's how disconnected I am. Same thing as saying that. Like a, like, or, or like a white the, person, a cracker? S word. What's the S word? S P I. What's oh, the difference thick? between the S word and the H word? I don't think it's a difference. I think it's just another one. Okay. You could pick but one. that's how far okay. removed I am. Right. You see? You see, you see how far, far removed I am? Which is crazy yeah. because my household is Hispanic. But my community, right, my peers, where yeah. I went to school, my environment was all black. I gravitated towards the black community. So then I even... I learned a new word. One of them gave me tight. Heard, you never heard hate? You gotta relax. Don't you use it. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't know that, so I don't want to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. But like somebody that's very like into the Hispanic culture to the point where like you're... Cause you know, I even my my grandmother, she was like straight from Puerto Rico. She was mm-hmm. racist, right? And and that I knew. And mm-hmm. I never connected with my grandmother off of that, right? Because I'm half black. Mm-hmm. So it was like, and you know, they're old school. Yeah. So the old school is way different than the new school. You know what's crazy? Like when I went to DR, I'm at the resort or whatever. All of them yeah. look like me. <laughs> yes. That's what like darker blows, than me. It blows your mind. But going, I always used to say. Um, Haitian, um, Spanish people are just Haitian people that know Spanish. That's it. Yeah, they they're on the same island. But the DR and Haiti, they're at, yeah. they're at war. When I'm in DR, I'm going through the yeah. whole resort. I here and started speaking Spanish and told someone I'm Dominican. I'm like, okay, like yeah, yeah Hondurians, Dominicans, they're dark. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're right. Panamanian. I'm going through the whole resort. I'm like, yeah, they look just. What that, that family? What that, that comedian Jeffrey? I know black nunca. I know black, but that's. That's what I'm saying. It's just, and that was in that spick definition used as an insulting and contemptuous term for a Spanish American person. So, so spick, I do know. I do know spick. It's offensive. I I have say the n word. Yeah, and you know the first the first time in my life I ever experienced um, racism. Um, was from a white person calling me a spick. That was the mm. first time. It was a, I, I went to school in a real small town that was nothing but white people. Um, people don't even know the name of it. It's Schuylkill Haven. Nobody ever heard of that. Oh, yeah. So it was wow. like with a lot of Amish people and stuff. 
And yeah, I got called a spick, and they were like throwing stuff at me. It was crazy. Yeah, that's a, huh? <laughs> yes, throwing it was cr- things at you. Yes, because and that's, you know that that was that's why I think college is so important too. Because I went to college, I left New York. Right in New York, we don't know about. We think we know about racism, but you really yeah. don't until you step out of New York, That's right? That's a fact. Yeah. So I went, yeah, and you're, you know that because you're I live down south. Exactly. Yeah. So when I'm, I went to school in PA, that was the first time I really experienced racism. I was like, what the fuck is this, right? So you think, right, from watching stuff on social media and stuff, like, right. yo, I would react this way. I would do this way. Until you in it. Until you in it, right? Yeah, so in. I was in a school where the whole town was white, right? It was seven cops in the whole town. Wow. Right, and they had it. It was so many white people that they felt comfortable. They used to have KKK parades oh, <laughs> in twenty shit. in twenty twelve. Right, so I'm like, wait a minute. I thought I wanted like a fucking time machine. I'm like, yo, this is like y'all do this. They had at that time Obama was running mm-hmm. for his wow. second term. They had billboards calling him a monkey, like oh. billboards on the highway. That's I thought crazy. I was stepping into like the nineteen fucking fifties, bro, and I was scared because I'm like, yeah. you know, naturally you would think, yeah, I would do this and that until it's bad at them and it's one of you, and you, yeah. <laughs> and you outnumber. So they would call me a spick. They would do this, that, and I used to be like. <laughs> But scared. <laughs> like what? Real in the do? field. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually. Crazy. I've experienced racism from a white person at work when I was I was young though, so I just like ran out the office. Mm-hmm. But like my white supervisor was going in, like I heard her screaming at them, like telling them to get out. Like, but it's really shocking when it happens to you, like mm-hmm. so blatant. Like they blatantly wouldn't talk to me. Like I said, hi, how are you? Um, how may I help you? Dub. Hi, excuse me. And my manager looked. He was like, she was like, she's talking to you. Oh no! Like, but the country club that I worked at was known. They had racism things open, Mm. and they were known for racism. But I just never experienced it. And when I did, I think that was my last summer working there. And that was also my manager's last summer work there too. She was like, I'm done with this. Couldn't take it. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, it's actually very shocking when it happens to you the first time, but let that happen again. <laughs> right? Let it happen. Don't catch me now. Time. Don't let this come. What about you, Liv? Don't catch me now. No, I haven't had any, like, racial mm-hmm. encounters, thankfully. Great. Thank God. Yeah. You either, Demi? Um, I wouldn't say I have Not any. so blatant? Yeah, but um, I would say living down south is like, like my, when I'm, well, for a lot of people that don't know, I used to live in South Carolina. It don't get more... Mm-hmm. country than that in a sense but just you know we from the, I'm from the Bronx you know I'm from New York that's the Bronx you know okay. <laughs> but, um, just just being there I was introduced to new things just seeing the confederate flag like mm-hmm. freely you know having white neighbors yeah like shit was just new to me yeah so it's just like for instance you know um we lived in a in a kind of the suburbs but it's called a cul-de-sac for a lot of people that don't know what a cul-de-sac is yeah. It's like a it's like a circular. I don't know what that is. It's a dead end. Yeah, yeah it's like a dead end, dead but like a circular, yeah, like circular roundabout. environment with a roundabout with like houses around mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? So our neighbor would legit like our house would be in the middle, and our neighbor would legit bypass our house and go talk to the other, the, the other houses and the other neighbors, and it's just like. Okay, we not here. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. But those experiences kind of shape you, right? And then my yeah. dad would teach me, like, he'd be like, yeah, you know, that's what they do. You just, mm-hmm. he's like, it don't bother me, but you just keep an eye open to it. It's shit like yeah. that. You just make, okay, I see how that moves. So that hearing, is. hearing all of that, right, from me, right, it makes me like understand like the uproar, right? Because I know like a lot of black women, it, it seems to happen, right? When a black man's dating a white woman, they become upset. Mm-hmm. Just knowing all these experiences, knowing the history, mm-hmm. knowing all of that, because it's kind of like, how dare you, right? Like, yeah. how dare you? 
because knowing the history, knowing all the things, because at the end of the day, right, their family or our ancestors, they was probably, we was probably slave to that family ancestor if you're dating a white woman, right? So I think that's why I understand it. And I, th I think it's important to note that even though I'm, I'm pro like whatever preference, yeah. whatever, you know, whatever makes you happy. And I understand, and I understand, I think Liv made like an excellent point, right? Because our, our upbringing, mo most of us, right? Our upbringing is broken homes and we don't have the tools and we don't know what a happy home looks like, right? right. A lot of us didn't grow up with two a happy two-parent married right. household. Some of us were fortunate for that, right. but that's that's not like the trend in the black community. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't know why, but you know, that's- I feel like we breaking that though. Slowly yes, I do. Slowly I do. but surely. Absolutely. I do think that. And I, I think I tweeted this like a couple of weeks ago. I was, it's like I love when I'm like walking or something, and I see a a a, a black man with his kids. Mm. That's like I love seeing that. That shit is that shit is dope. Yeah, it is. Yeah, luckily it for is. me, I've always, I've always seen black love couples. Yes, parents your parents are lit. Together, her parents, her parents like are the Cosby's. Okay, thirty-something years. <laughs> 30 years. Like I'm grateful enough. I've always seen that displayed. I've never seen my parents argue. I love that until I was like twenty-six, and it was mm. something I was able to comprehend. Like mm -hmm. By I that never age. like. Never saw, even with right. aunts and uncles, like I've seen nothing but two parent houses. Right. So, you know, it That's a blessing. Does, That's a blessing. Yeah, it does break my heart in a sense, but I can, I definitely don't, I definitely know people's experiences are validated, but mm -hmm. the only thing for me is I like to speak on it because I want people to know it, it is attainable. Mm -hmm. It does yeah. exist and not just a one off. Like I've yeah. seen like three, four, five, six families that are like two parent household from beginning to end. I don't mm. see violence. I don't see screaming. I don't mm -hmm. see yelling. That is I a definitely was child. able to witness that in house. Mm. And so for me, I know it's something that can be attained. And I, I would only hope, and I love to see when black couples do like promote that 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 exists, and they go to therapy so they can make it happen and work towards. Because mm -hmm. it's not, you know, it's not to invalid. It's not to invalidate. Like that experience is valid. Right. You know, not seeing it, not being able to know what to emulate, but. You know, it does exist. And, you know, I hope, you know, the community grows to a point where it's like something that is more the norm, that more people mm -hmm. just start to say this. And I think we're well on our way, to yeah. be honest. We had so many, due to social media, so many terrible black experiences be broadcasted so harshly that I do feel like it brings us together um, mm -hmm. in a way. And, like, mm -hmm. you know, we just want that black love displayed in all corners. Yeah. So and that's, that sets the ball for you, too, because it's like yeah, I was just you've seen that yeah. growing up. So now, you know. That's what you want. That's what I want. Off rip. Right? That's right? What I and want. you're fortunate enough to have that experience. Right. Opposed Absolutely. to like Liv's perspective, which, you know, some people don't have fortunate enough to have that experience, but it's like mm -hmm. she's doing the work. Right. So now we got to put in the work with dating, right? Because mm -hmm. dating is hard. It's, it's not hard. It's not easy, especially they, like she said, it, she's open to taking that step to doing mm -hmm. therapy. A lot of black men aren't, mm -hmm. you know, because of our environment and stuff like that. Or we just... We don't know what's healthy dating, exactly. for instance, right? If some guys that just want to date just to date, they want you to be their mother. And it's like, I'm not signing up for that, right? I'm not signing up to do that. And that kind of... Go to, go to therapy. If it's one thing that I want to do with this pod is to promote that. Go to therapy, mental health. We all need it. You're not crazy if you go to therapy. Um, I'm an advocate. I'm actually a therapist, too. What's that, what's that post you sent me? Um, so that was a good point, yeah. right? So one of the posts I, I also want to touch on here on the topic of dating was... Um, you want me to read it? You can read it. Go ahead. It says... <laughs> <clears throat> a man... Y'all hear me? A man who's not financially stable should not be dating. <clears throat> should not be dating or 
looking for love. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sips, sips wine. <laughs> sips freaking wine. Absolutely. First off, right. Get into Wait, it. does anybody disagree with that? Statement? Yeah, does anybody? You want me to read it again? <laughs> read it one more time. Read it one more time. One more time. One more time for the people in the back. A man. A king. Uh, a provider. I'm dragging it. <laughs> a provider. A, re a real man. Not a boy. A, a man who is not financially stable should not be dating or looking for love. <clears throat> Does anybody disagree with you want, that? You want me to, you want me to Let's start? hear from Demi first because he's, he's the male holding it down for their perspective. Right. So, speaking from a man's perspective, mm -hmm. I know for me, personally, this is... If you haven't seen the other podcast, I vented and I said I lost the love of my life because I wasn't ready and I wasn't financially stable. I wasn't uh, I wasn't the person I wanted to be physically, mentally, mm. spiritually, all that. And I had to get my shit together. So yeah. I totally I totally agree with it because until you until you financially stable, you know nowadays females they go on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They want to go on trips. You, you know, we yeah. all see that. We all we see this shit. Social media influence, which we, we spoke about on the first episode. And I'm the type of person, I feel like, if I'm not going to be the best man for you, or I'm not going to be the guy, the knight in shining armor you see, and mm -hmm. you think you, you should want, I'm going to I'm gonna set you free. And and let me just, let me, there we go. That's it. <laughs> and I just want to say, for the sake of all the women you date in the future, I appreciate that. I'm going to speak mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. We appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's what about you, Liv? How you feel about that? About that statement? Yeah. Um, Ooh, get into something. it. <laughs> oh, shit. The girl, yeah, get into it. Liv was another favorite. <laughs> I just want to add that. <laughs> right? This, this, holding this, it is down. No, this is no Ooh. shade. I'm not trying to, like, diss anybody, right? Diss them. But I, like, now that I'm older, right? I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. Like I had, I was dating people I had no business dating. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was dating a lot of men that were not financially stable. And to be fair, I was young and I wasn't also like I wasn't. But I had, I I, I always had a hustler mentality. Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna get a job. And even mm -hmm. if it's a job that's undesirable, I'm gonna do it until I get something that I want, mm -hmm. right? But then I would date men that don't have the same mindset as me. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm not out here making six figures, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna do nothing. And and I yeah. dated people like that. And it's just like carrying the weight of that. And now I would now that I'm an adult, I would mm -hmm. never do that to myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Young girls, if you out there, hello, a nigga phone bill. <laughs> oh. Y'all don't eat when you go to his house unless you're paying. <laughs> Girl, leave that. Do not waste you, your time. You can't go out on Stay dates. Single. Oh. Stay you paying single. for the dates. Don't do it. We're, we're speaking from experience. We're speaking right? from experience. Out of there. <laughs> out of there. Can, can I see something else? Yeah. My shit is together now. <laughs> just in case y'all was wondering. <laughs> My shit is together <laughs> now. Go text the girl. We can, we can do whatever. Now. Okay. My, my price went up. My price went up. I, 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 I will co-sign Kadeem. He doing his thing. I'm very proud of you. you, know, you know? God did. Yeah. Yeah. God did. You give yourself some credit though. Young, Kadeem, how old were you when you was in that space? I was like, I was 20, 27. All right, never mind. But but what I but what, what, what I what I will say. <laughs> Kadeem is our age, but what I will say, and I, I, I will like acknowledge this about Kadeem that I respect, right? A lot, uh -huh. You're not speaking for the broke man mentality, right? right? So I wasn't broke. I just <laughs> no, wasn't. But, but, you're, but you there's right, a lot, exactly. that, or the hood, the hood nigga mentality, right? Let's let's 
put it like that, right? Because I her back, didn't he? <laughs> no, 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 he no. was not. So, was that's what I'm saying. Back. He's not speaking no. from oh, that. He's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not speaking oh, okay. from that mentality. But there's a lot of guys from experience, right? Mm-hmm. I could I could say right. Like me and Liv, we grew up in the in the Bronx, um, you know, uptown area. So we, it's it's different. The type of guys we dated, very similar. Um, you know, broke. <laughs> and not only broke, not only but was broke. fine with being broke. That's and was that's fine with your girl and, and that, yeah. There we go. And that and that was the issue, right? Like yeah. I, I was definitely at a younger age. I was definitely the you know, hold it down, oh, you know, you know now now growing at you know, entering the thirties era and all this. You don't have time for that, right? You don't have time for that. So it's a lot of men will will be selfish, right? I don't wanna lose her. I don't want to lose her, so I'm going to date. I'm going to do this because of what I, I get from the relationship. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but your right. mentality, which ties back into, you said, the environment, how we grew up, and all these things. You, you don't know any better, right? Yeah. And and I've heard that one too many times, like you said, from niggas. Like, I'm not making six figures. Or I'm not making a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so... I'm not gonna do nothing at all, right? I'm not okay with going to Wendy's real quick and getting an application to try to get some type of money coming in. And sometimes you have to swallow your pride and do that. And it's hard. It's hard for men, especially in the era we're, we're growing in, right? With social media, scammers, right? We yeah. see we see um, drug dealers, whatever. And I respect whatever, right? It's no judgment. It's, it's no judgment. But it's like this is the era we're growing in, right? It's trips, Chanel bags, this and that. And realistically. Can a nine to five guy make that? Not not necessarily, mm-hmm. but I, me personally, I respect if you're trying, right? You're working, mm-hmm. you have goals, you have admiration, you you working towards something versus, um, I don't have nothing going for myself, but I don't want to lose you, so and, I'm and gonna I, be with and you. And I would say that was never me. I'm never cool with just coming over to your crib and just mm-hmm. chilling or. Nah, I'm I'm the type like I had, that's why I said I had to get my shit all the way together. That yeah. way, you want to go on a trip? Let's go on a trip. You want to go have date nights every Friday? Let's go have date nights every Friday. You want to yeah. do this? You want to do that? Yeah. So that's what I meant when getting your shit together. And when I and what I mean is, you got to be working to get your shit together. Right. right. You know what I mean? You can't right. just be half assing. You got to have like you got to really yeah get mm-hmm. your shit together and be working on yourself and it's not easy it's not it's not an easy thing for a man i will say that it's i'm not, not. i'm not a man ambitious but... quality right that's usually really all like if you're not comfortable with being broke then most right. women can i can work with that. that yeah they can work i can that. work with that because then essentially you're giving me something to even help you with to help right. you work towards but like Liv was saying like as far as being okay with being broke like that's unacceptable and, and it's like we come up right and it's like you want me to be your mother like, yeah, absolutely I, not. I'm not your mother, no. right? Go to therapy. Go to go to and to answer all of this. <laughs> like go, go go to therapy, right? Um, and it's kind of ties into <laughs> to the last topic I had um, that was about dating and stuff, right? Um, just because this is something we were talking about, me and um, Liv about platonic friends, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for people that don't know what that means, right? That's like um, me and Kadeem are platonic friends, right? Livy and Kadeem are platonic friends, but we're just friends. We're different sexes, but right. we're no sexual relations, These right? That's like my that's like my that's like my that's my brother. We've been we all been here friends ten plus years, right? right. So um, and never anything other than that, right? right. Never. We have always been friends. So. Coming from the dating perspective, right? Knowing that you, I know, because I, I know you personally. I know you have a lot of female friends, right? Mm-hmm. That's platonic, right? right? Um, do you feel like you could date somebody that had platonic male friends? Um, as a man, what? I'm not even gonna lie. That's tough. Why for you? Why you is that hard when you have platonic yeah, female friends? Like no, but but that's what I'm saying. You would like we if we dating or whatever, you would have to tell me off rip like yo. This is my friend. This is this is what we did, and then 
vice versa. We would have to share that as we're dating. You know what right. I mean? You can't just hit me with a haymaker. Then I'm just like... So no new friends. <laughs> no new friends. No, you gotta have new... I'm not, I'm not like, you know, okay. like over your back about it, but... Okay. It has to be a conversation that's mm-hmm. had because everybody got different insecurities too. Right, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Respect them. Sure. You know. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. What um, about you, Liz? Yeah, Liz? Um, I'm cool with my man having female friends. It just has to be like we have to have conversations about it. Exactly. For me to be okay with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you? Okay. Um, I'm okay with platonic friends. There is a level of respect that absolutely needs to be there. Uh-huh. These are things that are absolutely acceptable and inappropriate and uh-huh. as we get older those are two things that it doesn't take that much brain power to <laughs> yeah yeah what yeah. it is like right, I agree. if y'all was platonic friends and homegirl was going over to your house to watch movies at 2 a.m cool while you're single <laughs> you get yeah. in a relationship she shouldn't even have a problem respecting the fact that right. that's something like that it's just not gonna happen again uh-huh. calling your friend at 11 p.m to talk about her man got her crying no, that's not appropriate. Like, go talk to your homegirls. Like, I'm, I love my women friends, and you know, I've never had a male friend that I needed to confide in like that. Like, that's for my man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like there's boundaries and respect levels that absolutely need to be there. Platonic friends are fine. I don't believe a man and a woman needs to be that close. Yeah. Like, I think to a certain extent, if you are heterosexual. Why not be together? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other yeah. than that, there's things that you know just need to keep a boundary, especially if you get in a relationship. And I, I think both friends should be able to handle that. And when you come across a friend that that does not is not able to handle that, it feels like there's obviously something underlying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So it's just like I, I with agree. it to an extent. I I definitely I'm thinking about myself. Um, I have a lot of male friends that's platonic that I've known since I was I was a tomboy. So it's like they remember me from being a tomboy. You know what I'm saying? And I can understand dating somebody new. I'm not a tomboy anymore. Uh, so it's like they looking from a male perspective. They like, um, girl, please, that yeah. nigga want to fuck you. And I'm like, no, that's no. my friend. Like, what are you talking about? Right. I mean, I sound naive, but um, I noticed when I, what I, I always struggled with. Right. When I did have platonic friends, you know, I like to think of myself as an attractive woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, if I'm friends with an attractive guy, mm-hmm. his girlfriend will be like, like something like, unfollow her from Instagram. Me personally, I wouldn't do that, right? I'm cool mm-hmm. with a guy being, if I'm dating a guy, being cool with, you know, him having female friends if there's mm-hmm. boundaries set. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never was the type of female to show my insecurities like that, where it's like, right. you gotta unfollow her, or you gotta, yeah. you know, I would never give one, anyone the benefit of the doubt to think I'm that insecure, right. even if I am, you know, like you could be friends as long as there's boundaries, as long as, like Colleen said, 2 a.m. Yeah, that's not going down. But you're not swinging by. But if you (laughs) you guys were friends before we got into a relationship, I'm gonna respect that because I have male friends that are attractive, and we and I know that we're platonic friends. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I know that we're running down on time, so I want to thank you guys. Oh no, (laughs) I know we did have a few more topics, but well, one more topic, but it's okay. We'll get to it next time. Next time. So I want to thank you guys for coming. Um, I think the message for this episode was. Go to therapy. Oh, <laughs> go, go, go to therapy, okay? It's, it's okay to try to, you know, work that stuff out. Um, that appointment. Um, follow everyone on Instagram. I'll tag them below. Subscribe to our channel. We're also now on TikTok, so follow us on TikTok. Oh, really? TikTok, Spotify. What's the oh. thing? Um, Kadeem, do the dance. Put that shit on. <laughs> Put that shit on. <laughs> Put that so, shit on. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Look Thank you, guys. Look us up. Look us up. <laughs> All right. <laughs>